the blast from our past network. Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. And enjoy this bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. Hey everybody, co-host Corey here with another solo video game review for you all. Uh, This month I am going to be covering the 2020 game Hunt Down. It is a retro style 16-bit game that I've been enjoying and I think you guys also might like it as well. So the reason I'm doing a solo review here is because at the time of you listening to this, I am in L.A., Hanging out with Zach. Uh, we, I went there to go to L.A. Comic-Con, and uh, by the time you're listening to this, it just wrapped up. But I did not have time to edit um, a full proper episode, We, even though we re- recorded a few. I haven't had a chance to edit it because I had things I had to do before you know, heading out of town. So I moved things around on the schedule, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it because after this episode, it's pretty much just going to be Christmas movies, uh, or Christmas episodes, Christmas-themed episodes between now and uh, a few more weeks. So I figured it'd be fun to just kind of, you know, talk about this one and uh, hope hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys uh, maybe check the game out because I think it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Hunt Down. Got some uh, notes here. Hunt Down is a run-and-gun game developed by Easy Trigger and published in 2020 by Coffee Stain Publishing. It's available on Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC, and iOS. Uh, so what is a run-and-gun game? If you grew up in the 80s, like a lot, a lot of, like we did, Zach and I did, and I know a lot of our listeners did, you know, think of, of something like Contra, the first Contra game. Well, all the Contra games are pretty much run-and-gun. Um, now, that was 8-bit. Uh, this is 16-bit. So, you know, maybe think a little bit more uh, Rolling Thunder, Streets of Rage, that kind of stuff. Basically, you're going, you know, right on the screen and you know it's a side scroller and you're just kind of running right and killing people and you know completing objectives and stuff like that uh hunt down is set in a dystopian future following a third world war that caused the collapse of earth's nations corporations rose up to fill the void creating a society fueled by greed so (laughs) the world is very much like uh an 80s dystopian future it's something like running man it's something like you know blade runner which is also the same universe as aliens so imagine you know a a you know 16-bit style game the backgrounds are are very blade runner-esque um but they do vary them it's it's all pretty much urban based you know uh environments and everything but they do a great job of varying them uh, different times of day, some are at night and rain, some are in like daytime, and it's actually quite beautiful to see the sprawling cityscape, you know, uh, in the background and everything. And then, you know, other ones, you know, take place, you know, in like a dilapidated war, war zone type of thing, you know. So they do a great job of varying the environments, but they all still have a, a, a thematic like Blade Runner style to them, which is pretty awesome. By the way, the graphics kind of remind me of something like Eternal Champions, like that kind of thing. It reminds me of 
As someone who played and owned both a Super Nintendo and a Genesis, this reminds me of a game that would have been on the Genesis uh, because it's, you know, violent, it's kind of bloody, it's darker. Uh, so this kind of reminds me of a Genesis game, which is why I say Eternal Champions, which, you know, that was a fighting game. But, you know, you get it. Sort of the aesthetic of it. You play as one of three bounty hunters hired by Wolf Mother of the Shimamato Corporation to hunt down and eliminate four street gangs and their leaders, the Hoodlum Dolls, the Misconducts, the Heat Seekers, and the Number One Subjects. Of course, there's kind of a twist after you defeat the final gang, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, you got you kind of get the idea that they're referencing the warriors and everything with the different street gangs and stuff like that. This game is loaded with with Easter eggs and references to different like 80s franchises and movies and stuff. Uh, for example, um, you know, from one end of the spectrum there that you come across like a movie theater and it has like 16 bit tiny little movie posters for I, I believe it's um, The Thing, Akira and I think Aliens. Uh, and then, you know, keep it on the Akira tip, there's uh, uh, an area later in the game where you actually can come across Kaneda's bicycle, his motorcycle, you know, the red one from Akira. Um, you can't ride it or anything. It's just kind of sitting there. Um, but there is, there's even like deeper cuts where in the first level, the police are using giant um, like six-wheeled vehicles, you know, three on each side. And I was like, man, that looks familiar. Yeah, it's it's the big track toy. Do you guys remember that from, I think, the late 70s, early 80s? That big track remote control car vehicle? Man, I never had it, but I thought it was cool as hell. And the design team definitely used that as a reference for the uh, police vehicles and stuff. So that's the kind of stuff you can expect. I'm sure there's more references in there that, you know, I, I kind of missed and I haven't seen, but, but I think they're in there and you'll probably find them and you know, they're, they're fun. It's really, really cool. Uh, players can choose between three different bounty hunters, a female mercenary named Anaconda and a 150 year old cyborg named John Sawyer and a droid named Mo Man. Each character starts uh, off a level with uh, their main weapon with infinite ammo and one special weapon that's on a cooldown. They all sort of vary slightly per character. So, for example, Mo Man, his uh, special weapon is uh, like three throwing knives, like a you know not throwing stars, but like the the ninja sort of throwing knives. So and they go in a straight line. And, you know, cool after you throw them, it takes, you know, I don't know, like 30 seconds or so for it to cool down and you can use them again. His main gun is kind of just like a pistol. Uh, so conversely, um, Anaconda, she throws a a kind of an arcing blade that kind of goes up and then down as her special weapon. And John Sawyer throws a boomerang that goes forward and back as his special weapon. So you can see how the special weapons kind of vary right there. Um, but... Like, say, Mo Man's pistol is kind of normal, whereas John Sawyer's pistol is like a magnum, and it kind of hurts people, you know, hits them harder and everything. Uh, you know, you're going to be using your your main weapons a lot and your special abilities a lot, so kind of lock in on what you're, what you're comfortable with. Um, but you're also going to be finding all kinds of alternate weapons that you can pick up in the level. Like, you know, your main gun, your main pistol is not what you're going to want to stick with for very long. Um, you're going to want to, you know, pick up M16s, Uzis, shotguns, melee weapons, like, you know, hockey 
sticks uh, or, you know, strewn around the area, um, rocket launchers, flamethrowers, everything. The game actually does a great job of adding, like, every level they give you, like, a new weapon to play with, you know? So, like, you know, I didn't, you won't see the flamethrower until whatever level that drops, but they give it to you and it's awesome. It always feels like there's this fun progression of like, oh, cool, what weapon do I get to mess with, you know, this level? Um, and of course, there's going to be multiple weapons will be dropped. Um, sometimes the enemies will will pick up love weapons as well. So that's all, you know, really, really cool. Um, so the game consists of four worlds, essentially, but aka gangs. Uh, with five levels per world, with each level ending with a bounty boss fight. In story mode, you can go back and forth between levels and attempt to clear the, all the bonuses, objectives, and you know get like a 100% completion and everything. Um, and there's also an arcade mode where you have to just beat the entire game from beginning to end, uh, you know, with like one life or whatever. So there's all kinds of fun little things, you know, to do inside the levels to kind of uh, give you a reason to go back to them. Each level has uh, three stashes that you can find. And by the way, so like I said, the worlds, there's there's four worlds, and then there's five levels inside of them. So a level, I should probably start there. A level is, is pretty long, multiple checkpoints. Um, I think like, you know, three or four or five stages of the level, you know, so basically like three or four checkpoints. Um, and they all culminate with a boss battle at the end. And of course, they're all going to get increasingly harder until you get to the main boss at the end of the level, which is basically the head of the gang. And it's a, you know, it's a bigger boss battle. But while you're playing these levels, you know, you're going through them, uh, you're fighting gang members and, and they're very, they're varied between, you know, they're male, female, different outfits per, you know, everything, different weapons. They, they really do a great job of giving you a variety of enemies to fight. And of course, they kind of like all have this consistency per per um, gang, you know, so all the, the hoodlums are going to look the same. Um, you know, all the, the misconducts are going to look the same and everything, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, but not exactly the same because they do give you some nice variety and it's pretty bloody too. You know, when you shoot people, blood hits the back of the wall behind them and stuff like that. And depending on, you know, how powerful the weapon is, you can blow people up and they just, you know, explode into pieces, catch them on fire. Uh, there's, you know, People on jetpacks, you shoot them, they scream, the jetpack goes out of control, it explodes, it can hurt you, and, and things like that. So that's fun. I, it's it's just it's a blast to go through the levels and just wreak havoc. But if you're trying to get like a 100% completion, um, you know, there's there's th every level has three different things you can do to get that 100% completion. Like I said, one of the things, one of the objectives, bonus objectives, is to get the the briefcases, the stashes. Uh, another one, you know, is is something like you know only die once or twice or whatever the the parameter is. So there's reasons to kind of Go back if you're trophy hunting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's no progression or anything for your character. Um, but it's fun. And all three of your mercenaries have, like, like in between missions, you're sitting in your car. Which, of course, everything looks like a, an 80s-style future, what it would look like, you know. And it's cool because all three of the bounty hunters have different cars that they're in. And then when you're in the car and you're pulling up the map... 
all three of them have different interiors of the cars and some have like sticky notes, which is like, you know, Mo Man, the robot has like a sticky note that says like, you know, don't shoot innocent people and leave the cats alone and stuff like that. It's just, it's tongue in cheek. It's supposed to be funny, um, you know, and it's supposed to be nostalgic, which it is. And that's the, you know, that's one of the things that I, I love about the game. And I kind of wanted to to tell you all about it. Because, you know, I play a lot of, like, retro games. I love um, Streets uh, Streets of Rage 4 that came out a couple of years ago. Um, but that looks like a, like a modernized version of Streets of Rage, which is a game that I grew up playing the hell out of on the Genesis. But Streets of Rage 4 looks, and it's, that game is fucking stunning. But it it's a, looks like a modern 2D hand-drawn game. What I love about Hunt Down is is that it looks like an actual 16-bit Genesis game, but brought into 2023. Meaning, you know, it's obviously it's in widescreen. Uh, the frame rate is 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 great. You know, so it kind of has like all those modern modern amenities that we've become used to, um, but still feels nostalgic to me. And like, so you know, on the other side of that coin, as a reference point. You know, I also play, like, some of these retro collections as well. Like, uh, I forgot who put it out last year, but the TMNT retro collection that has, you know, just straight ports of older 8-bit and 16-bit games and everything. And I only play them for so long because after a while, you're like, oh, I love nostalgia. It was great, you know. But after a while, you're like, oh, man. But, you know, there's such – a lot of the, the, the mechanics are archaic and all this kind of stuff. This Hunt Down – like, actually feels nostalgic, but at the same time, I'm still engaged with it, uh, you know, months later, I'm still playing it, I'm still coming back to it, it's kind of like one of those games where I just put on, you know, mess around with it for a little bit, and then kind of, you know, put it down, but I'm still coming back to it, because it just does so much right, for me personally, I love the aesthetic, um, you know, you guys know me, I'm a world building kind of guy, so I have to kind of enjoy the world that, that the game inhabits. Um, a lot of times there's these games where everyone's like, oh my God, this is so good. Like dead by daylight. I think I've talked about that plenty of times before. And I'm like, I, I understand the mechanics are cool, but I don't understand what's happening in that game. I don't understand why, you know, uh, Ghostface, uh, you know, from Scream is in the same world as the Xenomorph from Aliens. And I get it. I get the story. I understand that they're all being pulled in from something, but I, I don't like that. This, I love. This, I just like, I, I look at the backgrounds and it's, you know, there's nooks and crannies. I want to go down that alley and see what's over there. You know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's so much humor packed into the game. So every time you get killed, the checkpoint is like this mobile flying ambulance. And, you know, like you just get kicked out of the back of it, you know, and, and the guy gives you like something, you know, says something or, or whatnot. But, you know, that's funny. Um, there's just, there's all kinds of stuff. And then it's violent. I, I love the violence and all the boss fights are so much fun. It's the stuff that you kind of expect, you know, so you're fighting one boss who is a, you know, hockey person like a goalie and so of course they're on their their rollerblades they're moving back and forth pretty quick and then you know you can jump around on different levels and kind of get around them and stuff like that and it's a lot of fun and you know that if you've played older 16-bit games if you grew up you know in the 80s then you're you're gonna understand this game very well and you're gonna be able to you know get through it 
not easily. It's it's a challenging game, and there's multiple you know difficulty levels in it and everything. But I think right out of the gate, you're gonna be like, I get this, I understand this, okay. And I hope that it also you know throws some some nostalgia at you. Um, you know, it's it's not. You know, other video games that I've talked about before have a lot more going on, like the Aliens Dark Descent or the you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but, you know, th- this is pretty much it. it. It does what it does. Side scroll shooter, run and gun shooter with, uh, you know, great graphics, um, a great hook, like the, the story and everything. I very much enjoy that. Um, great violence and the controls are fantastic. It's I, got no beef with it whatsoever. I think like on Steam it has like a nine out of ten rating or something. Um, so yeah, so guys and gals, if uh, you know the sounds interesting to you, I would say maybe you know uh, it's twenty bucks usually. Um, I picked it up for like four dollars on sale. So you know maybe put it in your wish list and wait for a sale or something. But I think it's worth twenty dollars. I, I think it's a great game. So. Hunt Down. Yeah, it's, it's a little older. It's three years old, but, you know, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's timeless, and uh, I think you guys and gals would all like it. I think people, listeners of this show, would definitely dig it. So, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this. I hope you uh, check out the game and get excited because we have some awesome holiday episodes coming for you uh, in the next few weeks after this. And, you know, like I said, by the time you listen to this, Zach and I have already done the the LA Comic-Con thing, so I'm sure we posted stuff on Instagram. I don't know. I'm recording this before LA Comic-Con, so I have no idea what happened. Um, It's all new to me, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll post some stuff on Instagram and everything, and, uh, yeah, hope you guys uh, have a a great holiday season. I know things are going to get crazy and everything, but hope everybody takes some time for themselves and, and has fun. Um, yeah, if you get a chance, check out podcastingafterdark.com. That's podcastingafterdark.com. We have links to everything uh, from our merch store to our Patreon to all of our you know, social media accounts and, uh, you know, podcatchers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, you can also contact us through there and everything. So, uh, yep, that's our one-stop shop pub and everything. Podcastingafterdark.com. Podcastingafterdark.com. Because they say you got to say it twice to have people remember you guys probably gotta say it three times so but i'm not gonna do that because that's annoying (laughs) all right guys go check out the hunt down great 16-bit game and as always we'll catch you on the dark side Be sure to subscribe to Podcasting After Dark and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Support Podcasting After Dark on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Podcasting After Dark.